Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Derek, we've been away for a couple weeks doing fucking weird shit in the summer. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's it's a nice break. We've got some good news coming up. Yeah, I know. It's been a while, but you got to talk into that thing like a fresh dick, right? (laughs) How natural it comes for me. Um, Looking sharp with a new background drop. This is dope, man. I like it. We got a couple changes coming. Yeah. We got a good podcast today for you guys. I'm not going to say who it is until we actually get into the podcast, but it's a guy that we've been trying to get for a little while. And uh, we were talking today, Derek, and we're going to actually change things up on the Final Shot podcast a little bit, and we're going to start talking about everything. Good. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing has run its course for a little bit. I I hate to say that it's over because it's not because I'm always going to support my friends that are in the sport. And if there's some cool shit that happens like Tyson Fury's fighting or Deontay Wilder is going to punch out Anthony Joshua or some shit like that, we're going to talk about it. But I want to get some of these crazy fucks that are over in these fucking Alabama backwoods fucking jerking off and talking about aliens. Let's do it. I want to do that. Maybe I'll go jump on a bull. We and, can do that. and see what happens. We can do Maybe that. we can get some of these rodeo guys that go out there every week and risk their lives on these PBR tours and for, shit to make $50. fucking $50. Yeah, we met a couple of those guys. But I, I bet you dollars to donuts that these guys have amazing stories. And that's what we're about. That's and, the, and that's what you're good at. The whole point of this show was always wasn't to be a hype man and start stroking dicks and stuff like that, but it was to tell everybody's story. And unfortunately, I got deterred from that in getting involved in some of these high-profile Canadian fights. And uh, I don't want to be that guy no more. Understood. So let's fucking uh, let's get into the sponsors, man. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. So go over to www.onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. What do they got for us today? They got the instant, instant alpha, alpha brain. brain. Uh, what flavor is that? This one here is a uh, blackberry lemonade. Blackberry lemonade. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's the alpha brain instant. Oh, okay, okay, stop. Can you guys see this on camera? What are these white spots on here? What were you doing Dude, before yeah, you yeah, came to the yeah, show today? Yeah, I'm getting a little excited. The honest stuff. <laughs> so the the BlackBerry Instant's kind of cool with the this Instant Alpha Brain because there's no um, time for the pill to dissolve. This is an instant thing. Oh, so okay. So you you mix it in water, you drink it, and you're getting immediate effects from the Alpha Brain, which is pretty cool. I've never tried it on it. Send me some. I'd like to cool. try it. So this. They come in these little packages you guys can see on here. If you guys are on the audio version, they're a little packet. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the BioSteel in, right. um, in uh, Sports Check or Supplement King. Nice, nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a cool thing. And we got the newly single Aubrey Marcus on here, too. I did catch that. <laughs> Good. Good for him. I like Aubrey. So it's an, it's an Alpha Marine and Blackberry, is it? Uh, blackberry lemonade and so again it's www.onit.com forward slash tfs podcast and as always we are brought to you by the best gloves in boxing usg canada my boy howie lee where the fuck are those gloves now we haven't drawn the winner of these gloves yet well well i'll take the hit for that we got overwhelmed and uh we took some time off and then i got blown up um, so we have a lot of uh, we gotta do a draw online. I got this new app. We'll draw it out. Still, um, with that being said, you can still enter it. I'll throw up the uh, the ways to win. It's not over yet. And the deal that Howie's throwing out there: two pairs of custom gloves, 
for $300 is still in effect. You can get whatever you want on there. You want a butterfly, you want a cock ring, doesn't matter. You can get it put on a pair of USG Canada gloves. Howie doesn't give a fuck. Give him the money and he'll make it. That's right. Uh, it's uh, Howie at USGCanada.com. And as always, to oh, Derek's ripping out a Supplement King shirt. Guys, we're brought to you by Supplement King Swift Current. These guys have been invaluable to me over the last few months supplying my um, all my supplements. Now, I've, I've switched over to a fully keto diet. Keto kid. The keto kid. I was 222. Right now, I'm like 212. So it does work, but I ha- I haven't been like very strict keto on the weekends. I'll I'll eat bread and shit. But they have this uh, keto it's ketones. You mix it in with your BCAs and your water, and you drink it. And uh, fortunately, it kind of just flushes all that crap through your system, and you dump it off in the toilet. But uh, Supplement King Canada, or what am I saying? Supplement King Swift Current. They're they've been awesome, guys. Derek's favorite sponsor, Sovereign <laughs> Extracts. Um, I don't know what to say about them any more than what I've already said. They make the best products on the planet when it comes to CBD and THC. The tincture, the uh, the vaporizer tips. They've got other stuff. They've got shatter. They've got the whole nine yards. Yeah, and it, um, if you guys think that you can just go over to your local government agency in, in whatever town you're in in Canada and pick up stuff of the same quality, it is yeah, not. Yeah, no, you can't. It's not It's not even it's remotely close. So don't think, oh, I'll just go to my local local store and pick it up. Trust me, fucks. They're not going to have these. They're not going to have them. not going to have The flavors either. are on point. Yeah. If, uh, the flavors are on point. And um, like the strength is uh, all uh, calibrated to whatever you need. If you want to go deep, go deep. If you don't, go light. So yeah, sovereign extra. Because we uh, we put Derek on the. Uh... <laughs> I went too hard with the hubba bubba or something. Um, yeah, and I, I the lo- hillbilly kush or something. I lost shit. a couple days of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout outs to Buckle Down Apparel. They make some of the nice apparel in uh, on the planet right now when it comes to athletic gear. Um, again, I've got that fucking whatchamacallit, the uh, the what the tracksuit that I'm not allowed to wear. But it's the all their stuff is dope. And if you guys buy from them and you use the promo code BCB10, you guys are supporting Brian Caldwell, who shout out to Brian Caldwell, who went over to the Pan Am games and represented hard against the number one guy in the world in amateur boxing at heavyweight. So good for you, Brian. Don't get your head down, get your ass back in the gym and uh, go whoop some ass. Uh, the clinch fight shop. We got Clinch Fight Shop. My boy Sunil. The only f- authorized Fairtex Canada dealer. Yeah, where's your shorts, bro? The shorts are... We got we got the custom shorts, never go, give up, Fairtex. Yeah. They sent this on the weekend. The Captain America Fairtex shirt. Captain America Fairtex? What size is that? Muay Thai. I like it. Thank you. Clinch Fight Shop. Yeah, Sunil, you're dope. Um, if you guys make a purchase online... And use the promo code the bad guy. You're gonna save some money on your purchase. Who else we got? Is that it? It's time to get rolling. This guy's anxious. All right, fuck it. We're going to the podcast.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, today on the podcast, we've got a guy I've wanted to talk to for a really long time. My first um, kind of interaction with him wasn't actually with him. It was with a fucking piece of shit that talks shit about him. I don't like that fucking guy, but fuck him. I'm not even going to say his name. You want a belt from them. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, they call him the throwback. And if you watch him fight, you're going to get a, a throwback sense. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Rizicki. How's it going, brother? Pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. You've got a heavy accent. What is that? Cape Breton. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so if you guys don't know who Ryan is, uh, shame on you, but he's a 10-0 professional. He is, uh, I know you're the current WBC Silver International Champion, and I don't know if you still hold the WBA and ABA title, but you did win that one. Yeah, I still got it. I got till the, the end of this year to defend it. Okay. And I, I'm defending it September, so next month. Are you still holding that other belt that we're not going to talk about? No, I don't even know where that's at. I think it's uh, in the fire pit. Might be at my grandmother's. I don't know. Oh, you didn't chuck that thing in the garbage? Uh, my grandmother wanted it for keepsake. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I just I just like fucking with that little midget over there. <laughs> Thought about throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. Now. We did talk to a previous opponent of yours, uh, Abu Khan Bakbe. You you yeah. starched him pretty quick. Yeah, first round. You did listen to that podcast, obviously, that he was on, probably. Yeah, I listened to it yesterday, and I, I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's I even a, got my coach to listen to it. Oh, I was like, you got you to hear this. He's a nice fella, but uh, let's be real. Uh, yeah. We got a 24-year-old up-and-coming cruiserweight against a guy that's 40 years old that realistically hasn't been in the sport probably as long as you have. Um, that's a good question. I, he might have been in it longer, honestly. Really? Yeah. Uh, how long was I in it? So I, I had my first fight when I was 15. Okay. Uh, turned pro at 20, 21. I've been in it like eight years long enough and you've got some yeah. some battle scars already to show for it too yeah that's not from boxing though <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i you... just got no one uh just got the stitches out today right over my eye right i don't know if you can you what, can see it what was that from uh sparring two weeks ago we're not with who um the amateur heavyweight champion i believe his name's sunny sunny okay. Sack. Yeah, really good, really slick fighter, but we sparred five days before this session, and I got caught with a thumb in the eye, so my I got a black eye, it swelled right up, and the eye was pretty soft, and then we were we might have been in the fourth or fifth round, and he just touched it with a right hand, and it opened up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, is that going to have any effect on your upcoming fight? Yeah, it's probably, I'm, like, I'd say it's going to open back up, is what it is. But no chance of you not fighting? No, no. Okay, perfect. No, I'd, I'd have to have both eyes removed from my head not to fight. <laughs> uh, sometimes when the, the commissions and doctors get involved, they'll just pull you. And I know that wouldn't be a choice of yours to want to miss the fight because of a cut or because of the chance of something opening back up. Uh, and I, I, if you ever get into MMA or anything like that, the Diaz brothers have had problems with that over the years where they get cut. Then the scar tissue builds up and it just cut, opens up very easily. Yeah, it's probably yeah. I'm I'm already like anticipating this this being an issue throughout my career. 
I hope not. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, a uh, fight where you won the WBC Silver Cruiserweight title, you fought a gentleman named Sean Miller. Yeah. Who, uh, which I, I got to give you a lot of respect because people talk shit and you say absolutely nothing. Yeah. There, nothing comes out of your mouth. You're respectful and you go in there and you blast guys out in the first or the second round. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yep. did this Sean Miller guy, did he piss you off? Uh, no, it's pretty hard to, to piss me off. Honestly, the only guy who pissed me off my whole career, even like out of the ring before I started boxing, was a Bogan. Really? That was, oh, wow. That's the only guy that ever got under my skin. Because I did, I did see some stuff on YouTube where he did talk a little bit of trash. And yeah. it was carefully worded trash. Oh, he's, a, he's clever. He's yeah. clever about it, for sure. <laughs> There, it was some clever trash talk. Where, uh, my my producer that you've been dealing with over the last couple of weeks, Derek's off camera right now. But uh, Derek, I'm telling you, he said nothing. Oh yeah, not one word. Not a word. He said we're stoic. gonna just stoic. Yeah, man, it was, it's creepy actually because like, he just he says nothing and then goes in there and starches these guys quick. Yeah, yeah. I give I give you respect, man. I like that. I like that about you. You you're one of the guys in Canada that uh, that all watch every time yeah i appreciate that well i want to get the, the the point of this show is i want to tell people stories yeah and i know that you have some sort of a documentary coming out and i don't know what it is or what it's about maybe it's about the fight coming up or your backstory i have no idea but i want to know what got you into boxing because i've seen some things that you're a troubled youth and that boxing saved you yeah pretty much i would say yeah, like I could go on all day with stories. There's probably a lot that people want to know about, I would, I would say. I want to know. Is, is that what your documentary is about? If it is, I don't want to talk about it. What's that? Is that what your documentary that's coming out is going to be about? Uh, it'll touch into it a little bit, I okay. think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but they're like the guys who've been, uh, who've been filming the promo videos and stuff for my last few fights, Like they've been just kind of gathering up little videos here and there to put something together now where are we going to be able to watch this on the youtube yeah i'd, I'd say it'd be on youtube probably my boxing page okay they, they post on my boxing page for me so okay well yeah hopefully that comes out sooner rather than later because i'd like to see it yeah i think it'd be pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah my uh my sister's actually in the process of writing a writing a book from her side oh, like wow. she wants to write a book from right from day one till the end of my career kind of thing okay so, so that's gonna be that'll be pretty cool so like a biography but in the by a third party yeah yeah for she saw from the outside look like looking like you know it'd be cool that's cool i like that um so i don't want to get you in any kind of shit or anything that could get you arrested or anything like that for anything that's been done in the last 10 years but can you give me a little bit of insight what was happening uh, i was just probably hang, like hanging around with the wrong crew who uh they saw my ability like being a heavy 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 hitter mm -hmm. especially in like a street fight where there is no gloves there's no rounds there's no skill it's just bombs being thrown like i was hurting people so like the, the crew that i was with hanging hanging around with on the weekends sometimes throughout the week they would like initiate fights to see to see me fight 
kind of thing. And I was just dumb, big and dumb. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'll fight anyone anytime, anywhere. Just, you know, being a tough guy. And uh, it, it always ended up real bad. <laughs> real yeah. bad. It's, uh, stuff in the streets ends up real bad. Uh, did it land you in prison? Uh, lock up a few times. Okay. Three, four times. Nothing. Uh, never, never for a long period of time. But I was on, uh, I was on conditions, probation, curfew from the age of fifteen till eighteen. And what was the what was the day that turned that around for you? Um, there was a few. Like, I can't think one particular, but there was like a few events where it was starting to click in my head. Like I always had boxing there, but I was never committed to it. Like when I was throughout my amateur career, so like I don't know. Every every time something would happen, and I'd be in lockup, or I'd be wherever I'd be in some bad situation, it would always click in the back of my head. Boxing can get you out of this. Boxing can get you out of this. But then like the other side, maybe like, fuck boxing. Oh, this is what I want to do. You know. <laughs> Boxing's a tough road, man, especially when you're just starting off and getting paid five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars to fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I didn't really know nothing about pro. Like that, that was I didn't start figuring that out till at the end of it, at the end of my amateur career that I could actually turn pro and make money. No one really told me that. So I'm glad I found out when I did. Is boxing a full time gig for you right now? Oh yeah, like hundred percent. Hundred percent no three times a day. Uh I, I leave home like Cape Breton. I'm in Ontario right now. I leave home and it's when I got a fight scheduled and I'm here right till the fight, training every single day. Okay. No regular job, no nothing. Just just boxing, yeah. That's yeah. it. Good for you. That's uh something that not a lot of people on the planet are able to do. No, there uh somebody told me something, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been actually my sister told me like a long time ago. When I first when I first started, um she told me that if I got a plan B, I didn't believe in plan A in the first place. Yeah. You can't have plan B. If you if you wanna if you want plan A to work, you gotta have that and that only. It's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Not real, <for> me. <laughs> real good advice. Uh, one yeah. of the I seen a picture of you uh, online a little while ago, and you had your shirt buttoned up all the way. It was long sleeves, and I couldn't see any tattoos. Yeah. And, and then I looked at a picture of you when you're stepping in the ring, and you're covered. Yeah, no room left. None, just your face. <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to put a tattoo on that, though, eh? Never, no. No. That's it for there. When did the tattoos start? 12, 11, 11 years old. How the hell do you pull that off? You just get to a friend to do it? My uncle. My really? Uncle put little, he put a little tiny R on my arm. Just a small little R. That was the end of it right there. So, and then I was 14 and I got I got my last name down my arm. 15, I got three that year. 16, I, like, uh, it just went crazy. <laughs> Never ending. You, the, some, like, all of them are actually very good. Oh, uh, they're, they're getting there. Like I've had them redone. Yeah. Some cover ups. I've had I had some like good, good old basement tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. uh, like these ones. These old yeah, oh, yeah. Old shitty armbands and stuff like that. But yeah, some guy. There's been some pretty good people that have done work on you. They've done some excellent some excellent stuff. They're they're getting there. Yeah. I got I still got a lot to get fixed up, but yeah, it's coming. Uh, do you have to pay for all these, or are people just doing these? Uh, the, I paid very little, like maybe for the rink, you know, wow. guys, but, but guys home there, they see it as like when, when they put their work on me, 
a lot of people see it. Yeah. So it's almost like a sponsorship kind of thing. Walking billboard. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> That's good because tattoos ain't cheap. No, I'm glad I didn't pay. I would never be able to afford what I got on me. Like that'd be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, we probably in the realm in the realm of like twenty thousand dollars, twenty thirty thousand dollars worth of work. Yeah, probably every bit of it. Easy. Uh, where are you located right now, Ontario? Yeah, in Guelph. What brought you to Ontario? Um, well, when I got the fight lined up with Aboken. I was still training out of my garage. Like that—that's another story on its own. I did ninety percent of my training in my garage. My dad hung up a heavy bag for me. Uh, I'd, I'd run down to the track, probably ten-minute run, and do sprints. Run back, hit the heavy bag. I do that all day. That's how I trained for my fights. Uh, my coach, my coach at the time, he was like very limited because he was working at the correctional, whatever. He was a correctional officer, and. Uh, so he, like, I very rarely got pad work in maybe once a week with him. So the rest was just smashing the heavy bag. And right. then uh, wow. once they once um, got the first fight with the Three Lines Promotions, that was a paid-for fight. My, I got a sponsorship to pay for me to get on that card. Then after that fight, I guess I impressed them. So they were like, well, you we were going to fight the main event against this guy, a Vulcan. So when I seen the guy that I was fighting, I'm like, oh, frig, I better uh, do something different. So luckily enough, I got like my community's really behind me, Cape Breton. So I got a lot of sponsorships together and enough to actually go to Ontario and do real training camp. So that's how I got here. And your permanent residence now is in Ontario or you go back home? I go back home. Okay. So as soon as the fight's over, I'm heading home. Okay, so you're just in Ontario just for training camp, that's it, then you're back to Cape Breton. Yeah. I've never been out that way. So I know there's a lot of fishing that goes on out there, right? Yeah, fishing and hunting. I'm, I'm big time into hunting. Me too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, are you? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that because I can go on for days about that shit. Really? Yeah. I love freak hunting. That's like, it's it's almost as important as boxing. Wow. Pretty much. It's a, a very, um, I don't, if people have never hunted before, it's very, I don't know the word to put on it, but uh, definitely changes you. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you get, uh, you get real, real food. You know, like not stuff you're buying at the store. You don't know, you don't know what's in that. It's different, right? Like when you eat it, you get a different effect from it. Yeah, recovery, energy. I I could eat deer meat like every day of the week, and that's it. And I could, I could freaking train for hours off that. I I was lucky enough this year that I got to take two two deer. One oh really with, one with my bow and one with my rifle nice and uh my me my wife and my kid we ate, we've gone through two deer already yeah it don't take long <laughs> it's <laughs> one so deer good. They, they expect you to live off one deer for the year it's hilarious it doesn't happen you can't no no like when you get a a deer gutted and boned out you're probably left if you're lucky with 200 pounds of meat if you're lucky oh that, yeah and that would be a big big deer <laughs> i don't know how they grow them out there in cape breton but i'm in uh, saskatchewan oh big they're bigger than yeah they're huge here okay because yeah because uh i shot a buck last season a giant freaking giant of a deer and he weighed about 230 like with the guts out of him hanging that, that was his weight and that was a brute that's a big deer for out there yeah, that's a big, big old bastard. What did you, uh, what'd you take him with? As you said, big old bastard, he just killed a fly. 
Uh, three. I think I shot that one with my 308 Remington 700. I, I, I'm a gun collector. Okay. The 308. Yeah. Now, that's a Saskatchewan. That's a Saskatchewan truck gun out here. People throw oh, those in the back of their truck and they rally race down these roads and they'll pull a they'll huck a Yui and shoot a deer out the window. That's how they roll here. But oh yeah. The three oh eight's a yeah. good gun. It is, yeah. It's good for everything. Most deer. Yeah, I've got a uh, a Mossberg four by four three hundred wind mag. Okay. That's yeah. what I, that's what I told around out in the bush and then uh I do both, so I hunt with my both my bow too, which is a whole yeah. other animal. I don't know if you've ever done that. No, but I, I definitely want to start. It's, it's a whole nother animal because I I don't usually, I won't take a shot at a deer with a rifle usually unless I'm within 200 yards. Yeah. It's yeah. just a personal code that I go by. With a with my bow, I got to be within 60. Mm-hmm. So you got to get weird, man. It's a challenge. Oh, you got to get weird. You got to hit that that spot in your brain where you become a like a psychopath, and you're oh, yeah. you're crouching and crawling through the <laughs> gets weird real quick. But I like um, I like long distance shooting. Okay, like I'm really big into that. Like I'll, I'll I'll mess around with calibers and and all that stuff to try to hit them as far as I can. I like that. I like that kind of challenge. I know nothing about that because it's all numbers, weight, weight of grain in your bullet, how the yep. wind's coming this way or blowing this way, and you got to be able to. Yeah. That's a whole different animal too. Oh, it's crazy. It changes in even the wind direction. If the sake, say if you're going to take an 800 yard shot, the wind direction is going to change maybe three times before you even get to the deer. So you got to like, I, sometimes I'll be say if I'm on the power line hunting, I'll be I'll watch the trees, like every few hundred yards and see which way the wind's blowing and cut because the bullet's going to be like by the time it gets there how do you gauge the the speed of the wind Uh, i just just check google (laughs) really you just check google see what the wind's blowing and then like maybe then just look up like the weight of my bullet and stuff and kind of figure out but honestly practice too just practice a lot a lot of practicing yeah do you have one of those like sniper scopes on your thing where you do the clicks and it, you can turn it so that you're right? I don't know anything about that. I just <laughs> hold on, hold on one sec. Yeah, go. He's gonna go find something. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, he's got. <laughs> you're talk. You're you're talking about a turret. Yeah. Right here. So yeah. So I got this is uh this is a two fifty seven Roberts. Okay. Right. This is a really old caliber, but this gun here, this is a custom. It's built off of an uh, old Army Lee Enfield action, and then somebody, whoever built it, actually built the stock, put a heavy barrel on it. Um, but anyways, the scope that's on it, I got it zeroed in, so it's dead on at 100 yards. So I don't know if you can see this here. Yeah. But right there, it's on 100. Okay. And the turret, the turret will go, it goes up to, this one goes up to 500. Okay. So, like, yeah, I'm dead on at 100. It's pretty simple. I mean, you... You range your deer. You want to get a, usually a range finder, right? Say the deer's 350. I'll just turn that up, put that on 350, and then then I'm going to be dead on. Like my elevation's going to be dead on. Yeah. But I got to go with the wind, and then you got to take into consideration the uh, the twist inside the barrel. The twist will actually spiral the bullet off in that direction. Oh wow. So like, yeah. So that that will actually throw it to the right a little bit usually i think rifles are, yeah right hand twist so on so, the i'll just hold the left okay so you just you gauge it just by eye you don't turn the other turret 
No, I just I'll, I'll just adjust the elevation and then I'll I'll gauge the other this way. That's a but, that's a science in itself, right there. You got to guess pretty much. Oh yeah, I've oh, wow. shot I shot a lot of deer though. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. What's the yeah. furthest shot you've made? Um, probably eight hundred yards. I would say. Eight hundred. Yeah. Eight football fields. Yeah, with my uh, two seventy short mag. Oh wow. Winchester. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real good good gun. Hits hard too at that distance. Like I took the top of the head right off a of deer, eight hundred yards. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Top of the head right off. And they and they drop. They're not running anywhere that way either. No, no. no. <laughs> I only take headshots, head and neck. Oh really? Yeah, because like I'm hunting for meat. That's it. Yeah. Like I don't usually. I don't really care about racks and things like that. I'm I'm trying to get meat because I'm training a lot. I need a lot of meat. <laughs> What are so, you uh, What are you mostly shooting out that way then? Is it mostly deer? Yeah, for sure, deer, and uh, it's hard to get a moose tag. Really hard to get a moose tag. So you got to put in for a draw to get that, and whatever yeah. zone you're in. You're better off just having a buddy who's got a status card. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very yeah. true statement. Very true. I got a first cousin with one, but I'm all set. Talk to Nathan. He Miller. shot it. I didn't shoot it. <laughs> yeah, we could link you up with uh, Nathan Millier. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's that... probably. Yeah, he's got her. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else do you got out there? Do you have elk? No. No elk. Bear. Mm-hmm. Have you tried bear? My favorite. Bear's nice. As long yeah, as they're not eating garbage. You got to bait them. Yeah. Bait them in before you shoot them. Get them eating good. So I never hunted bear by baiting them. So what do you guys do? I usually like get um, donuts, something with a lot of sugar in it. Okay. Wow. That'll work good because then the meat's gonna be good. Yeah. If you bait them with, uh, let's say, a carcass or something, it starts to rot, and they're eating the rotten meat. They're gonna taste like rotten meat. So is this bait barrel out there then for weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are you constantly every day loading it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. molasses and sugary stuff. That'll give them good flavor. This is a fucking job. Oh yeah, oh yeah, full time job. That's why, like, I won't fight. Um, from October, like the end of October, till December, because that those months I'm hunting and I'm focused on hunting. It's for me. I'm like up before daylight, and I'm hunting right till dark. Like I, I don't stop. So you full on take a a break from boxing and just yeah. just to hunt. Just to fill the freezer and for the year. Can you fill it to last you the whole year in those three months? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good for you. And you're just feeding yourself or are you feeding the whole family too? Yeah, just me. Just, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I did get a, a bear in uh, Trail BC up in the mountains and he was eating huckleberries. Okay. And he was nice. His, his fat was purple. Oh, yeah. That would be wicked eating that. And then I lived on 40 acres out in the middle of nowhere for a while, and I shot a couple bears out there, and when I, I slit them, worms fell out. Oh, really? It was disgusting. That's why you got to make sure they're fully cooked, right? I had to shoot these ones because they were trying to get my chickens. Oh, okay. So the, it was purely one of those things where I don't want you to kill the thing that gives me eggs, so I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. But they were <laughs> they were eating everybody's garbage, I swear to God. It was disgusting. Like these little, little worms like this big. Yeah. yeah. Looked like maggots almost. Just you, I got them. And, and it's guts? Yeah, it just fell right out. Yeah. Yeah, that's like um 
Same with pigs. So pigs and bear, they got the same kind of digestive tract. I don't know if this is 100% true, but this is what I've heard, and it makes sense, is that when a bear and a pig eat something, they digest really fast. It goes straight through. Whereas like a deer, a moose, a cow, it takes a long time for their, their food to go through, so it breaks the food down and kills parasites. Okay. But where a bear and a pig, they, it, they stay alive. If they eat like something that, let's say like they eat a dead rabbit that had worms, they, they digest it so fast that they're catching it. So 90% of bears or something are infested. It's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I put them right in the, like if I'm going to eat bear, right in the slow cooker for 20 hours. Oh, wow. Not yeah. Uh, I've been, I've had a smoker now for a little while, so I've been fucking around with that thing. That's and wicked, eh, smokers? <laughs> so good. Yeah, unreal. So it's smoke nice. Sam, smoke trout. Uh, where I live, we don't have trout, unfortunately. Like, there's the odd trout booting around, but uh, it's mostly pickerel. Pickerel, yeah. Pickerel's nice. I like it. Yeah, they're no, they're really good. We've been doing a lot of fishing this year. My father-in-law got a boat this year, so we've been out on that. We've probably caught sixty pickerel. The freezer's full of fish. Nice. Which is nice. Do you do a lot of fishing out your way? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. And you're getting trout, obviously. Yeah, trout, um, some bass, like sea bass, yep. stripers. Yeah, with those um, eels. Do catch a lot of eels. What the fuck is an eel? An eel? You don't know what an eel is? I don't know what an eel is. I know what a Florida eel is. So an eel, yeah, it's like a snake. It looks like a fucking snake in the water. You eat They're that? They're nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I eat everything. If it moves You'll and I it. kill it, I eat it. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. now, these eels, are we talking like the ones with the big teeth? Oh, fuck yeah. They got big teeth. Like when I, when I catch one, I'll literally pick the line up, drop them in a bucket, cut the line. I don't even take the hook out of it. I just And I leave them in the bucket and I'll just shoot them in the head with the 22. Really? Yeah. I got to go fishing with you. This sounds like oh, yeah. a great time. Fishing and hunting with me is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I've actually shot deer, got on their backs. There was video footage of this, and I don't know who has it, but somebody still got it. My buddy from high school took this video. I took him hunting deer. I shot this eight point, and I shot. I took a headshot offhand, no rest, probably about a 100-yard shot. So I hit the horn. When I hit the horn, it knocked the deer out. And this is a good size buck too. Like he was fucking full rut. So I walk up and I, when I when I shoot a deer, I know it's gonna sound horrific, but the first thing I do is I slit the throat yeah. to get all the blood out. And that's another reason I take headshots because when you take a headshot, the heart still beats for like three minutes. So okay. you slit the throat when the heart's beating, it gets all the blood out. Like I know it's fucking cruel, but whatever. <laughs> so anyways, I got so I walked up to this deer after shooting in the horn, and I didn't even really notice that it was still fully alive just knocked out got on its back lifted like held on to one horn and slit its throat and when i slit its throat it woke back up and i and it it fucking took off and i would not let go i wasn't <laughs> letting him go <laughs> and i was holding on to the horn and like he'd run a few feet and i'd pile drive his head into the ground drive the knife into him a few times like and uh fuck i got him i got the deer you had to a full-on knife fight with the deer Legit, yeah. Legit I nice fight. smoke with the horn a few times. He caught me in the hoof, almost knocked me out with his hoof. Now, this isn't a video that we can put on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> if there's a way that I can see this, I got to see it. I'm going to try to find it. My buddy, uh, his name's Jordan Lynch. He had the video. I got to find that video. 
I don't know if he still got it, but I hope he does. It'd but be hilarious. I'll send it to you. I'll sign a fucking waiver that says I will not pull it. I just got to see it. <laughs> That's insane. Well, a 100-yard shot, you'd be up on it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. So you, that's fucking weird. You knocked it out by hitting it in the horn. Yep. Wow. At the base of his horn, just shook him up, I guess. Did it knock the horn clean off? No, it just took a big chunk out of it. Oh, it must have been Didn't huge. even knock the horn off. I was good. Yeah, it was a big buck. He had thick. Like, he had a lot of mass on the base. Yeah. And I just kind of, like, hit it. Not If I would have hit it dead center, it would have probably knocked the horn off, but... Just nicked it. Shit, you'd love hunting out here because everything here is big. Oh, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> if you're ever out this way and hunting season, hit me up. I'll take you out. Uh, we got uh, we got 5,000 acres of family farmland with the most mule deer you'll ever. The first day of hunting season we went out last year, we counted 125 mule deer. Really? Yeah. Mule deer? Yeah. That's cool. I've never seen one. Never seen a mule deer? Mm-mm. No. Oh, we got white tails. You're missing out. I like mule deer better than whitetail all day. Really? Yeah, way better. To eat it? Yeah, way better. Yeah. Oh, I love to love to go on one of them hunts. Now, here's a question that I ask everybody that hunts: Do you prefer the males or the females? To eat? Yes. Uh, depends. Uh, depends on the time of year, the, the size of them. Now, if you shoot a big doe, um, a wet doe, yeah, like a doe that's got a small one with it, yeah. It's disgusting. Gross. You know, like the meat is fucking gross. But uh, you sh- you shoot a young doe, a dry doe, the meat's awesome. You shoot a big old buck, meat's fucking gross. You, it, it actually tastes like the rut. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's saucy. Yeah, too. but you shoot a nice little four pointer spike horn, and you're fucking good to go. That's why I usually I usually shoot small deer. Yeah, I always kind of go for the fat dry does. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they taste great. <laughs> yeah. Best ones. And you, you get a you get a lot of meat off murder. I shot a four by four last year and he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, some of them are. But uh, as for mass size, I'm not a horn hunter, I don't go after that, but he was fucking big. Yeah. Now I never ever heard of a good recipe for antlers. Nope. Me neither. No. You know what they do make? Good knife handles. They do, yeah. <laughs> and a and a coat rack if you want to hang it on the wall. Yeah, hang your hats yeah. off it or whatever, but realistically, it ain't doing nothing for your belly or your well-being. No, that's right. That's right. cool to get cool, but whatever. Hey, if you get like a huge one, that I like those non-typical ones where they got the shit jacket out all over the place. Those are cool. Yeah, it's cool. To put on the wall. Yeah, that's about it. I know. Yeah. Realistically, I don't want to eat that fucker because he's old as shit. Mm-hmm. Sausage meat. Back to boxing. What do you got coming up right now? Then you got uh, you're defending your title, right? Yeah, against uh, can't pronounce his name. I just say the Russian. Who is it? Ikitag Plevel, or uh, I can't pronounce pronounce his name. But he's uh, he's five and zero. He's from Cincinnati. I'm trying to find this guy right now. We printed off your box rec because what's his name? It's uh at the Center 200 Center in Sydney? No, no that's my one in October. The next one is in Hamilton. Shit, you got two fights lined up. You're a bad motherfucker, right? Yeah, two fights in five weeks, both title defenses. For the WBC title? Yeah, that one's in October. Okay. And uh, I defend the Canadian title September 7th. Okay, well, this guy's name looks like it's Keytag. 
key tag, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're calling them. Five yeah, five tag. and oh, you're ten and oh. Yeah. All knockouts. Yeah. Don't don't come across that very often. No, not in Canada. Good for you. Um do you know much about this guy? Yeah, but I watched his last fight. He actually so he came from a wrestling background, went into MMA, kickboxing, ended up in boxing, pro boxing. But uh, no one really thought nothing of him until his last fight. He fought Joshua Temple, mm-hmm. who was a U.S. Olympian. And this guy beat him with no amateur background, just being a tough motherfucking Russian and beat this Olympic boxer who was undefeated. So I can't underestimate him. You're you're coming prepared for a fist fight then? Yeah, war, just a war. Now, I gotta ask you this question: What is setting you apart from all? Is it just pure power that's setting you apart from all these other guys right now? Uh, that and like, just probably my stubbornness. Because like, I just I kind of walk guys down. Okay. And, uh, you do get hit. Oh yeah, I'll get hit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been hit quite a bit. You do get hit, but you just seem to keep going forward. Yeah, unless they got something that, like, concerns me, I'll actually start moving my head and, you know, be a little bit defensive. But not yet. So you're actually waiting for somebody to land something of purpose on you before you start moving your head? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I I got a good – it's an underrated defense for sure. But Hey, man, if you block with your face, you're still blocking. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. <laughs> and then uh, I'm guessing you're not you're not overlooking this guy, but do you know anything about the October opponent? No, they're still trying to lock a guy in for that. Oh, uh, and they had a few guys say no who were good matches for me from the states, undefeated guys. Okay. Uh, so we're still we're just still trying to lock one in for that. And Three Lions promotion, where can we watch that? It'll be streamed right on their page for free. Yeah, I think so. Should be. Well, the last few ones were anyway. So, so if you guys are listening to this and you do not tune into that fight to watch it, you're not my friend. <laughs> no, it'll be a good fight. I think it's going to be an explosive fight. It'll be. A, he's he's good. It's going to be a very good fight. Yeah. Um, okay, Derek prints me off some things. Now, can you see these? You tell me what these are. Those. Uh, the top one looks like the pole at my grandparents' house, or the middle one. I mean. Yeah. Top one is me. And the bottom one is me looking around at the boardwalk in Cape Breton. So this has something to do with your documentary? Yeah. Documentary yeah. drawings. Oh, is this the cover for it? That was actually, that that was out of a video for the promo for me versus Sean Miller. Okay. They just used that, yeah. But there's, See, I don't I th- know, maybe some, some I of that might that, be. I thought that Sean Miller probably pissed you off because you handled him quick. Yeah, uh, that was a that my coach definitely I owe it to him because he set the game plan out. That my coach is like kind of a mastermind. Like he really he's really good at at utilizing my power, making the most of it, like using the right punches against the right opponents and stuff like that. So he put a he put a real good game plan for Sean Miller. It worked perfect. Because Sean Miller's not a bomb. No, no, he was a legit. I would call him a gatekeeper. He's a legit boxer. He can fight. Yeah. I have 78 and I was an amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, next one. Don't beat me up. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – so that was after a high school dance. Oh, I got, shit. I got into a scrap 
in the dance floor were like three guys and then security jumped on me to, to escort me out the out of the hall and ended up knocking out the security all of them and then that there was like a little corridor and i'm telling this story now if there's anyone from cape breton listening there's probably about 200 people there and you could have a lot of witnesses that watch this whole thing go down it was in the uh, local newspaper everything <laughs> so anyways i tried to get through the corridor I met more security there and like six police officers so i was fighting with them there i ended up getting cracked in the face with the baton police Whoa. baton a few times <laughs> So that's what happened to my eyeball. I couldn't see it of it for like uh, a good month. It didn't break your orbital bone? Yeah, I cracked it. it cracked cracked it? the orbital. Uh, I can't remember what side it was on. Try telling the picture. I think it was this side. It was my left side. Or was it my right side? Okay, so it was my right side, yeah. So it cracked my orbital bone and my jaw was broken. From one yeah. shot with that stupid fucking baton. Oh no, more than one. <laughs> oh, you took more, more than one to the face. Oh, oh yeah, a few with a few with the baton, and the, and I, I what I remember, I, I could be telling the story wrong, but I remember my head was down and my head was like up against the wall. They were trying to put me in handcuffs. I was just like a wild fifteen-year-old, uh, sixteen, whatever I was. Yeah, like swinging wild punches, hitting everyone. <laughs> so then I was up against the wall, and they're they're putting like handcuffs on me or trying to. But I just would, I, refu- I was refusing, being a little shithead. And like, I remember seeing the baton, boom, boom, and like feeling my face break. And the baton, like, he was hitting me so hard, it fell out of his hand. And then I remember his hand coming up and got cracked with a few punches, too. Where is this person? That person? I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you his name. Like, it was all a blur to me. There was just so many people around me that night. It was crazy. That motherfucker who hit you with that baton needs to be Frank Castled. <laughs> you're just a kid yeah 15 no, 16 like, years old i wasn't a normal kid though i was like no. i still no. i don't give a fuck i still blame that guy yeah can't, you can't do that shit in <laughs> life no that, that gets me fired up I'm a, I'm a parent and i'm a i have another one coming if somebody ever did that to my child yeah. run run now no. because I'm there was a huge issue it was, it was an issue for sure i could have i could have definitely like pressed charges against them that night well, good. I don't even want to say good for you that you didn't, but it shows the kind of person that you are. Yeah. Who, t- who took the picture? Yeah, who took that? Was that you? Uh, no, my buddy took that, Cody. Well, shout out to yeah. Cody. Shout out to Cody, too. Good photographer. <laughs> the top of my head was in rough shape. Too. You can't see it now because I had my hood up. Yeah. But, like, up in here, all the top, it, like, it looked like I had a broken skull. Like, it was pretty bad. It was nasty, actually. Like, when I look at this picture, I don't see a bad kid. Like, I just see the. Cute kid, but <laughs> I don't I don't see a crazy person. But the, you never know what happens when you get angry, right? Older ego. Um, that you are. We're going we're going right back into the hunting shit. You're very vocal about hunting on your page. If you don't like it, fuck off. What are you eating? Oh yeah, what's that? Potatoes. Looks like deer meat. Yeah, it's deer meat and potatoes that I grew. My garden. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what year is this from? June 6th this year. Yeah, that was before I left for camp. So do you trek any of this stuff out for out to camp with you? Like you're... No. No. And I freaking wish I did because I, I feel the difference. When I'm here and I'm eating grocery store food, I definitely feel the difference. Uh, here's a question about diet then. 
because for the longest time I've run out of deer meat now and I'm back on grocery store shit and I fucking feel it. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you find that you put back on a couple pounds when you switch over? Uh, yep. Yeah. Immediately. Yep. Whatever's in it. I don't know. I, I deer meat's just leaner too. There's like, it's just so much leaner. It's very lean. And everybody harps on people for eating red meat all the time, but mm-hmm. there's nothing better than moose meat or elk meat or, or deer meat or anything like that. It's the leanest you can get. Yeah. Everybody harps on everything. Yeah. Fuck them, right? Fuck them all. <laughs> and that was a bunch of trout. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's in my Kagama. So it's where my girlfriend is from. Okay. We do a lot of fishing and hunting out there. That's a really like old school community. Like they still have square dances. No, you don't see anyone out on their cell phones there where she's from. Like it's so it's a throwback community. That's your thing though, right? Throwback. Ah, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. You love it. <laughs> yeah, so old school. Uh, we did get you a gift for coming on the show today. Oh, sweet! What is it? <laughs> we got you. It's the book is called A Flame of Pure Fire. It's an audio book. That's from Dempsey, right? That's the Jack Dempsey thing, yeah. Yeah, that's something I wanted to read now for forever. I don't know why I never got it. We're going to send it to yeah. you because you're in camp now. You can just listen to it on your phone. That's wicked, man. I appreciate that. No problem. 17 hours awesome. or something. Yeah, it's really long. Yeah, no, that's wicked. 17 hours and six minutes. Uh, again, it's called A Pure Flame or A Flame of Pure Fire, Jack Dempsey and the Roaring Twenties. That's awesome. Let's talk about Jack Dempsey for a little bit because this is your guy. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> now, people call you, uh, what is it? Something about Jack Dempsey. Fuck, I'm drawing a blank. Modern day Jack Dempsey. Modern day Jack Dempsey. Why is that? Uh, just the style, the, 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 just the way I fight and my demeanor, I think. Okay. Like my intentions in fights are very similar to his. And on, and then like the first boxing fight I've ever watched on YouTube was was him versus Jess Willard, nineteen nineteen world title, okay. and uh, that was like my introduction to boxing. So when I was when I was first going to boxing, my dad he was putting me in uh, putting me in it and saw YouTube boxing fights, and that's the one I clicked on, first one I ever clicked on, and I'm watching this guy just like smash and just willard and he would try to get back up and back then there was no neutral corner rule so he was standing over him waiting for him to get up and when he would almost make as soon as his gloves would come off the canvas he'd smash it back to the ground again just like merciless and i, I don't know i loved it <laughs> I, I love that yeah so you said that your intentions are the same as him so what are your intentions when you jump in the ring uh just violence like if i'm being honest you know like when i outside the ring like that I don't I don't feel like that like I want to help people and shake people's hands have conversations but like uh, the the boxing side the fighting side is very very violent. Now is this like a release for you? you... Yeah, alter ego. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> I like it. I, these split personality almost. You jump in the yeah. ring, you're a different guy. Yeah, but I never I never used to uh, know how to like control it when to turn it on, when to turn it off kind of thing. So that's what would end, end me in all the trouble or pictures like that. I've had many, many, many nights like that. That's just one picture of a black eye. Like, I look worse than that before. I have the scars to prove it too. Like, not just on my face. I got lots of war wounds from nights like that when uh, I didn't know how to control that side of me. And you've got that under control now? 
Oh, 100%. Every, everything now I look at from a professional mindset. So if, so if somebody approaches me, like, which doesn't really happen, but if it were to happen, I just think, like, I'm a professional athlete, you know? This, so this is like a, yeah. a, a reward situation almost for you. You're good. You get to go in the ring and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. You're that's bad. Oh. It gets taken away from you. Yeah. And that That's a real thing because if you're bad again, mm-hmm. it can go away in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, like, I was talking to someone today, talking about how there was, like, two deaths in boxing recently. And, like, they asked me if that's something I think about. And, like, of course, like, you know, I could die in the ring. My opponent could die in the ring. That's a high possibility, especially my style. My style is, like, it's a tragic style. It could end very badly. Yeah. So, uh, but the way I see it is if I didn't find boxing or boxing didn't find me, I would have already been dead. So, like, if I were to die in my next fight, well, boxing already brought me this far in life. You know, maybe it's going to take me right right to the top. Maybe it won't. Whatever. whatever. Like, it's it's already saved me. So, I'm not worried about that. Uh, 24 years old, you're already risking to will. You're willing to risk it. I'll risk it all, yeah. You're as soon as the bell goes, that's it. So what's the plan then for boxing? World Championship? That's what you want? Sometimes. Like, sometimes I think like that. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'd love to be world champion. But then other times I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I just want to fight. <laughs> like, I couldn't care less about belts most of the time. Like, and, and record, too. I know I'm undefeated. It looks cool. But at the end of the day, like, I, I don't really care about that either, winning or losing. I just want to fight and try to hurt the guy. Right. I, I took you for a guy that didn't give a flying fuck about belts. No. Don't care. <laughs> like There's you, a bunch of numbers. I, I couldn't even tell you where, where mine are right now. No? No. No idea. Well, no. Hey, you just want to get in there, throw down, do your thing. You're in good shape. You, oh, yeah. You I'm never really get out of shape. shape. No, I'm always training. So is, is There's a lot of guys that they'll train for the two months, they'll do their eight-week camp, do their fight, and then not do fuck all for six weeks. Yeah. You're not that guy. No, I can't do it. Okay. Uh, as, as soon as I, if I stop training for a week, then I start like, uh, I find I start getting a lot of anger issues, things like that. Like training for me, it's it's almost like my therapy. So I've watched videos of you hitting the bag and there's no tippy tappy kind of set things up on the bag and then rip something. It's all hard. Yeah, pretty much everything's hard. You're not, you're not playing. Yeah. No, even when I even when I set things up, like my coach always says that, like he just even just to touch his shoulder to, with a jab or whatever to to look for something else, like it hurts. Every, everything is like is like super super heavy. So Ryan's an interesting case, Derek. I know I've ta- I've talked to you about you can't teach power. No, definitely not. It's a it's a God given thing if you believe in God or whatever you believe in you're born with it and you can't teach it now you can teach people how to turn over on a punch and you can you can teach snap yeah but you can't teach power it's crazy and he has it i feel sorry for whoever he's got to get in the ring with but fuck yeah no yeah it's it's definitely something that you either have it or you don't now, obviously, sure. your coach is teaching you how to set things up and teaching you how to turn over on those punches and how to snap those punches so they're even harder. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. And uh, shit, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The cruiserweight's a tough division, though. Like, there's not much going on. No, and 
right now, I think the plan right now is to stay at cruiserweight in my learning stages because I've, I only had 21 amateur fights. Okay. So I, I never, I never went a lot of rounds in them fights either. Most of them were one round fights. So, so like I didn't, like I know I had no experience and still I, I've only gone just into the third as a pro. So like I'll stay, I'll stay at cruiserweight while I'm learning because I can absorb a lot of good shots at that weight too. And maybe, maybe take the bigger fights at heavyweight. Okay. Possibly, possibly light heavyweight if I can make that weight division and keep my power, my chin, whatever. But probably go up to heavyweight eventually. I'd be really undersized, but whatever. <laughs> you could lift all the weights, though. Could lift weights, yeah. yeah. That's something I don't do, and if I did, I probably would get, gain some weight. What, uh, what's your weight right now in camp? Uh, right now, it's probably 194. Oh, so 175 is achievable. Yeah, definitely achievable. I'd yeah, like to see I'd you at 175, see what happens. Yeah, if I keep my power that I got, I 100%, like, I'm not a cocky guy, like, I'm not, but, I, but I think I would be the hardest hitter in the world at that weight. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, I can't, like, I look at the biggest punchers at that weight division, I just don't think that they would hit as hard as I can. You're obviously not nervous about a heavyweight fight either, you take that. No, I, at my amateur, at 21 amateur fights I had, 11 or 12 of them at super heavyweight okay yeah like i fought all, i fought all the guys at, in the amateurs at the end of it at super heavyweight all the guys that were good in canada i fought them all oh at the big 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 guys yeah so i know that you did rounds with uh big country dylan carmen one of my buddies for yeah his, his... eight rounds i think we did how was that good oh it was unreal it was probably like the best sparring match you would ever see <laughs> yeah he, he's a very good boxer yeah, tough motherfucker. Yeah, like he, that. he can take a shot. You had you had a good time with him then. Oh yeah, really good. <laughs> Would you involve him in one of your camps for getting ready for a fight? Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he the sparring I had with him was the best sparring ever I've ever had in my life. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I know you've done. Have you done rounds with uh, Frankie Rill? I know he's booting around in Ontario somewhere. Yeah, we sparred seven, eight sessions probably. He's he's a good boxer too. Oh yeah, very very good. He's a little more your height though. Dylan's what six seven? Yeah, Dylan's pretty tall. He was he was he had a bit on me. Fra Frankie's a little taller than me as well. I think he's like six five or something like that. Yeah, I'm about six two. Six two? Yeah. How were the the rounds with Frankie? Were good though. Yeah, I had my moments. Uh, he had more moments. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm not like that. Um, he's a way better boxer. Yeah skill wise than I am but like let's just say he wouldn't he won't stand in front of me no he doesn't not, want to get hit no he's not stupid like he, <laughs> no. he knows how not to get hit yeah you know I've, I've I've hit him a few times like I've I've earned some shots on him because if you hit him you got to earn it yeah you know you got to do something very good to hit that guy so here's something you just did where you were very honest and you said you did lose rounds oh yeah well, that's a lot of rounds with that guy and the fact of the matter is, is that you're doing something right by going out and finding somebody that you can lose rounds against. Because if you're not finding somebody better than you in this sport that you can train with and do rounds with, you ain't getting better. That's it, right? You you got to be in there with better guys to get better. Uh, I've been in I've been associated with combat sports now for probably 20 years. I'm 37 years old, and I got my ass beat for the first 10. 
Yeah, it's part of it. <laughs> I didn't win a fucking round. Yeah. And that's part of it. That's how you learn. It is, yeah. And uh, that's good because there's a lot of guys that are associated with boxing right now that they go out and they take the easy fucking road. Oh, yeah. Way too many guys like that. They take the easy road in sparring. They spar with guys that they can piece up and have their hands down around their waist and not get punched in the face. And then they go and they take fights with guys that they can fuck up. Yeah, no risk at all. No risk, no reward, though. That's the that's the problem. Because once these yeah. guys get to 20 and 0 or 20 and 1, and they take a real fight, different story. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I, I think I, I get some criticism from my opponents my first 10 fights. I definitely had a few a few easier fights. I shouldn't say easy because no, there's no such thing. There's nothing easy about fighting someone, but a few like I was I had some advantages on a few of my opponents. Yeah. But for the most part, like no, I fought some pretty pretty tough dudes like Abolkin, uh Sean Miller. That that Hungarian guy I fought was 10 and 3 with nine knockouts. That guy was a serious puncher. Where's uh, that box right here it is. There's another guy I fought, Shane Upshaw. I fought him in my third pro fight. That dude is a—he was murking people in the amateurs. Yeah. And then uh, he actually put a former amateur Canadian champion to sleep in the pros. Like put him, knocked him absolutely out cold. John Michael Poulin, I think his name is. Yeah. So Shane Upshaw, that was a tough fight. So after that Shane Upshaw fight, you fought a guy that was ten and three. Yeah, number ranked number two in Slovakia. Kristoff something. Yeah. That's a yeah. tough fight. On your fourth fight? Uh, yeah. Good good boxer. Took Tim Crone in the distance. On your fifth fight, you fought a gentleman that was 14 and 20. But yeah. you got to look at the yeah. rounds put in there. There's a lot of rounds put in there. Yeah. Like that guy fought Adonis Stevenson, Elider Alvarez. I'm saying his name right. Yep. He fought, uh, if you go down the list of guys that he fought, like unreal, the amount of world champions that guy fought. He didn't and I fight bums. No, and I, I took him out quicker than a lot of them did, a lot of the world champs. So yeah. that was what got out of that fight, even though, yeah, I had some advantages on the guy, whatever. And then you fought Victor Hugo Corriera, who's 15 or 16 and 5 at the time. Yeah. Good fight. Decent record, yeah. Next guy was 9 and 7, Mate. I don't know that guy. Kristoff uh, Mate, yeah, from yeah. Hungary. Yeah. And, and then you you jumped right in with a guy that was 8 and 0, Aboken. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, Sean Miller's no joke. I want, We were supposed to have him on the show. He couldn't figure out Skype, so whatever. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. It wasn't quite That'd as... That'd be cool to have him on, though. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. You got along with him after the fight? Yeah, yeah. We talked. He, he called and stuff like that. Any any chance of you guys maybe training together? Yeah, I, th- I think so. If I was ever out that way, like, he, he could definitely... Get me in the in a good camp out there. Uh, I'm holding up your food here, right? No. Show me what you're eating. Everybody wants to see it. <laughs> Bowl of oats. It's got uh, what's it got in there? Almonds, banana, scoop of protein, peanut butter. All right. I'm gonna get you the fuck out of here real like in like ten minutes. Well, I want to nope. know. I want to know. Um, what you're putting in your body on a daily basis? Do you have like a heavy supplement plan, or you just basically go off food? Mostly food. Mostly I'll like food. I'll throw a scoop of protein in this, or uh, maybe throw some protein in a milkshake or whatever you call those things, like a protein shake. I'll make one of them with almond milk. Yeah. Other than that, super lean. Like 
chicken breast, vegetables, rice. Do you ever Pretty get sick simple. of chicken? If I do, I'll have salmon or <laughs> steak. Same right. stuff. I ate chicken every day for 10 years, man. I can't eat it no more. No, it does. It, it, it does get boring. I got to stuff it with something like cottage cheese and asparagus, or I got to put something that tastes no. different. I got to change yeah. the t- I got to change the flavor of it and the texture of it. I'll fucking burn it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. I can't eat it. Whatever it takes to get it in. But it, now I just I I steer towards the wild meat before. Oh I yeah, do it. I, I seen uh, there's a few like I there's up behind here. I'm staying at my uncle's house right now. Uh, there's there was a bunch of wild turkeys up in the field. I never even seen turkeys before. Oh, they're good. Well, I'm debating. I know it's not hunting season here or nothing, but <laughs> I might sneak through the tall grass tomorrow and fucking crack one. Just sucker punch one of those things in the head? I'll shoot it with a 257. <laughs> you, ne- you never had wild turkey? No. It, it It's dry. But they're sitting out there in the field, so. Yeah, they're making all kinds. There's got to be like a noise violation thing because they're not quiet. They're varmints. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. They wake you up in the morning when you're trying to sleep. Just go plug it. Yeah, they need to go. Go take that thing out. But yeah, they are, they're a drier bird uh, yeah. when, when you cook them up. But if you cook them proper, they're tasty. Yeah, very good. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> it's not the same as the butterball that you buy for t- for Christmas. I just, no. I'll put it that way. You ever had pheasant? Yep. Pheasant's yep, nice. They're, they're really good, yeah. Pheasants, nice, especially if you stuff them with a little, some wild rice and shit like that. Yeah, ducks and geese too. I love them. I've never liver. had a goose. It tastes like liver. Really? That's what it tastes like. Yeah, so liver, I'm... like mixed between liver and roast beef. That's it, that's how I can explain it. Is it fatty? Yeah. Okay. If you leave the skin on it, it is. But if you take the skin off, it's dry. Hmm. Wonder if you could deep fry that. Yeah, you probably could. Chuck it, in, chuck it in one of those outdoor deep fryers, deep fry the shit out of that thing. Oh yeah, that'd be good. So, with your with what you're eating, do you eat a, a high fat content, or are you just like even keel carbs, fats, and all all of it? Honestly, I just go by what I feel like. Like I I just listen to my body. So whatever I'm craving, that's what I eat. So some days I'll be like, for some weird reason, I'm craving salmon. Then I'll eat that because I I I'm a believer that. My body's telling me what it needs. Okay. So like, if I'm craving a bloody red steak, like literally blood dripping out of it, you're doing. Then it. obviously I'm low on iron, so I got to eat that freaking steak. Okay. That's just, that's how I how I do it, and it's been working. Now you're not ever just cracking open a fucking box of Fruit Loops and eating that. Honestly, like the last week, I never eat junk food, but for some weird reason, for the last week, I've been binging on junk food. And I'm in camp, and I shouldn't be, and it's like I feel super guilty. So starting today, I went right back to my diet. That's what? why I did the thing I was telling you earlier. I was fasting today. Yeah. I was training on an empty stomach to try to burn off everything I've been eating bad. What What has yeah. been the one thing that you've been going to? A&W. Fuck oh. off, really? Yeah. He's <laughs> killing it. Yeah. Well, I, but I had sweet potato fries, so it's fine. Oh, my. Like, what are you getting at A&W? Are we talking like double teen burger? Yeah, fucking right. Just killing it. Papa Burger, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh, no vegetables on that motherfucker either. It's just meat, no. mayonnaise, yep. and ketchup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But I had, like, lots of energy training and stuff. My body used it. 
It's weird. Know. Maybe they, I needed it. I don't fucking know. You might you might have needed a refuel. Who knows? I don't know how long you've yeah. been you've been dieting for. Sometimes when you throw a little monkey wrench into things, it actually helps you out. Yeah, maybe that's what it, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. But then you then you just fasted all day and killed yourself and. Yeah, ways right, back to where it needs to be. <laughs> right back on where you need to be. Okay, fight night yeah. is when? I got a question. September oh. 7th. So Derek well, has a question. Ryan, I have a question for you. Yeah. Sure. Um, Cape Breton's unknown for, uh, a lot of my friends have gone out there, known for uh, its music, music scene. And we music, have a, yeah. Yeah, and we have a song of the week uh, where we often ask, ask our fighters to pick a, a song that uh, represents something to them. Um, yeah. So I was I was researching a little bit, and the band Pretty Archie came up, and was like a local Cape Breton folk. What do you call that? A folk folk band? What would you call? Yeah, it? probably folk band would be their style. Yeah. So uh, my question is, and just for our, our playlist is, uh, can you uh, give us some of your favorite folk or Cape Bretons, your favorite music that you like to get down to? So it's funny you mentioned Pretty Archie. That's my walkout tune. It's Pretty Archie. Okay. Uh, oh. It's called You Better Run on their last album. Okay. They just put out. That's what I walked out to when I fought Sean Miller, and it had the crowd going absolutely nuts. Because as soon as Pretty Archie came on, they were like, "Holy shit!" The two biggest events in Cape Breton: a Pretty Archie concert, Brian Rizicky fight. Okay, so uh, yeah. that'll be your song you pick. It's called what's it again? What's it called again? Uh, you better run by, by Pretty, Pretty Archie. Archie, and Pretty Archie is a local Cape Breton band. Yeah. Have you met yeah. them? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna play a snippet if it pops up here. Um, hopefully we won't get pulled. Yeah. I walked out too. I'm down with it. It's kind of. It's actually kind of. Little... Get into it, but yeah. we can't play too much where we get pulled. Um, often, um, are you? Uh... I I'll just be honest. You've been really honest the whole party. How how uh, are you sober or do you drink? How how because the drinking scene's big in Cape Breton. And Drinking's it, huge in Cape Breton. <laughs> yeah yeah, and we kind of and that's kind of what I have bit my tongue on a lot of these situations as a youth was that uh, alcohol driven, the fights, all that. The oh whole back scene. back in my heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and do you still drink not, or do you drink? Drinking or not drinking, I was fighting. Yeah. You know, like drinking, I'd be, I'd miss more. Like I'd miss more of my haymakers. Right. I still land at the end of the night. I'd still land the haymaker, but when I was sober, I was definitely more dangerous back in the day. But yeah, alcohol played a factor. You don't indulge anymore, or you still do? I do, when 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 the time's right, like, but I keep a level head. I never get past that point. Like I'll have a couple drinks, maybe after a fight, and what or you, like between fights, if there's time. What's your drinking I won't, choice? I won't drink ten weeks before a fight. Okay, that's my thing. What's, but, uh, what yeah. is your drink of choice then? Drink. A good whiskey? Yeah, yeah, Crown Royal. <laughs> Crown Royal and uh, Diet Coke, probably. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or rum and Coke, whatever. I used to drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I it landed me in prison for a while. Yeah, that's what cool. Doing the same shit that you were doing. So I was actually a little older than you when that i was still doing it so good for you yeah but it was meant to be and then you learned right hey man i had to learn the hard way and uh just i'm I'm happy that you didn't have to learn the same way that i did yeah i think i I caught it before it got to that just just in the nick of time because it sounds like you're like right there 
Oh, I was there. I was fucking there. <laughs> like, yeah. One more, and we're, we'll see you in a couple of years. Well, well, I did. I did. I got to that point, but I just lucked out because, like, my name, so Rosicky, that name in Cape Breton is very, very well known, very respected because I got two uncles who are, like, absolute animals. Okay. I got one. They, they, they could whoop my ass, <laughs> these guys. This shit runs in the family then? Yeah. So, okay. so like... They're very, very well respected, well known. Um, one particular, like they both fight. They're both dangerous, but one of them is, I would say, a little bit more of a fighter. Like, did more of it, and uh, he. Uh, I got into, I got into this altercation. We'll say, like it, it turned really bad, and I was getting sentenced seven years. That's that's. I was eighteen when this happened, so I was I was at that age, right? Yeah. I was getting a lot of charges laid on me. And the family that it happened with, all they had to do was sign a paper off, press the charges, whatever. I was gone. And that was it. But this is when I just started getting into boxing. I was after going to nationals, and my future was looking pretty good. So, basically, my uncle, my uncles and his people, will say, they asked this family that was pressing the charges against me to just forgive him because we got high hopes that he's going to be something for our island and that family like thanks to them i'm not gonna mention any names or nothing but thanks to them that they didn't because if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast 10 and 0 right now i'd be <laughs> still sitting still sitting in there <laughs> fuck yeah. well good on them i don't know what you did to them or what i'm guessing it was some kind of a physical altercation yeah but, very uh, very nasty one yeah nasty one well good yeah. for them I, it takes a sometimes it takes a bigger human to forgive than than to actually uh, retaliate with something like that. So good for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't want to end this on that note. That's I, a fucking I, I, shit I way to end this. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one. So Cape Breton, do you do you have a you obviously have an accent? Do you guys have slang? Yeah, fuck yeah, a lot of slang. <laughs> could, could you give me a sentence that I wouldn't understand? Okay, so where my uh, where my girlfriend's from? When you uh, like, let's say in in Canada, somewhere in Canada, like you see someone, it's like how you doing or how are you? Mm-hmm. They say good day bye. Good day bye. So it's like like good day. How you doing? Good day bye. Okay. And and like I don't know. I feel like if I said that, I'm pretty sure I've said it actually. People, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like if you, you said it really name? fast, yeah. Good day bye. Good day bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when you when you hear them down there, like the old fishermen, they're like, "Hey, bye!" I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, it's what just are they? one of many. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> slang's funny. So I thought maybe it would be something. You ever seen the movie Snatch? Yeah, you know those fuckers start talking. You can't understand what the <laughs> hell they're saying. Oh, I'm telling you, when you're uh, like, I used to do a lot of bouncing. Yeah, and there's a lot of like old street fighters in Cape Breton. You'll see guys with noses over here, scarred up like me, but they're old and cauliflower ear, maybe a ear missing. Yeah. Lots of lots of things like that, right? So they'll start talking and drinking. And like there's a lot of punchy guys there who've never even been in a boxing match. They're just punchy from street fights. Oh, no. And and once uh once the drinks start getting into them, you don't know what anybody's saying. <laughs> like they're having conversations, you don't know what the fuck. No anybody. idea what they're saying. Um, no, it's Okay, so what is it? September seventh. That's my father's birthday. Actually, you're gonna be fighting. 
cool. And that that's going to be in Hamilton, Ontario. He actually lives in Lindsay, Ontario. So maybe I'll send him to the fight for his birthday. Yeah, do it. I'll meet I'll meet him after. Okay, September seventh, Hamilton, Ontario, at the Hamilton Convention Center. Ryan Rizicki versus Key Tag for the WBC Silver International Title. That's going to be one hell of a fight. Do not miss it, Ryan. Do you have any sponsors you want to thank? Frank, I do, but I, I can't name them off the top of my head. But I'll just say... Okay, hang on. All right, I'm going to start naming them. I'm going to try to figure this out. Hit it. Sec. So I got... That's right, roofing. I got Sea uh, to, so- to Sky Construction. Cape Breton Home for Seniors. Uh, 902 Advertising. Uh, I got... What's I got... Coins renovations. Uh, I got definitely got to give a shout out to Three Lines Promotions because without them, nobody would even know who I am. I'd still be in Cape Breton hitting heavy bag. Uh, my coach Stevie B at TNT Boxing, who's honing my skills. Hmm. I think that's about it. If I miss any, sorry, I'll make a post. <laughs> it's all good. All right, let's wrap this motherfucker yeah. up then. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Rizicki, as they say in Cape Breton, we're going to sign it off. G'day, bye. Have a good day, bye. <laughs>